You're listening to the DNB Supply Show podcast, your number one resource for living the country lifestyle. This is your host, Matt Breckwald, coming to you from my place in the country to yours. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the D&B Supply Show. Hey, this is your host, Matt Breckwald, and it is a thrill to be here with you again today. Well, hunting season is upon us. What a great time of year in eastern Oregon and southwest Idaho and just all over the west. Just an absolutely fantastic time of year. And, you know, I wouldn't want anything to happen that could ruin this wonderful time of year for any of you, and that includes having some sort of small mistake that leads into something bigger if you're going to fly with your hunting rifle, with a handgun, whatever that may be, your shotgun, or even the old buck pocket knife that your grandfather or your grandmother gave to you back when you were a kid that you don't want to lose. And, you know, there's a lot that goes into this and there's a lot of misinformation out there as well. So I decided to do something about it today. And so we're going to have on Lori Dankers. Lori is a spokeswoman and public affairs manager for the Transportation Security Administration or the TSA, as you probably know, these ladies and gentlemen who check us into the secure area of airports when we're going to go on a flight. We're going to talk all about the correct procedure for traveling with firearms. We're going to talk about some of the common mistakes that people make, and we're going to talk about the penalties that you face both from local law enforcement as well as the federal government if you do make this mistake and you take a firearm or another prohibited item through the checkpoint through towards the secure area of an airport. So I think it's a really fascinating interview. A lot of good information here. We can clear up some misinformation, but definitely motivate you all to do a second check on anything that you're going to be taking through the checkpoint and also on how to pack your firearms legally and get that done well. We'll have that coming up to you here in just a moment. Lori, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming on today. Absolutely my pleasure. Thank you for the invitation. Hey, you bet. Well, you know, we're here in Idaho and Oregon where we air this show and hunting season is just coming up here shortly. And so I thought for people who are going to be traveling around and might want to take their firearms to go hunting or for whatever other reason, it would be a great topic to talk about how they could do that and uh, do it legally and safely. Absolutely. You know, I do spend a lot of time leading into hunting season talking about these very issues because, you know, we want the traveling public to know there's a way to travel with your firearm. You can do it legally and you'll have that with you at your destination. And uh, I'm glad you're spotlighting that. I think it's very valuable. Oh, well, thank you. Well, let's do this. Let's uh, let's just introduce you really quick, Lori. So if you could tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is you do for a living. Sure. So I work for the TSA. I'm a spokeswoman that covers many of the states in the West who talk about the very types of issues we're going to address today. I deal a lot with media inquiries. I do take a a large number of inquiries from the public, asking about simple travel tips, more complicated issues like traveling with medications. And of course, one that bubbles up all the time is how to travel with a firearm. So that's how I spend my days. You know, with the TSA, there's a lot of um, misconceptions about it. And uh, everybody's had an experience with it. And it's my job to try and make sure that we get the accurate information out. So every day is a challenge, but every day is a lot of fun. (laughs) Okay. Well, you know, just a a little bit, just to give people a little bit of background. So the TSA, the Transportation Security Administration, that is part of the United States Department of Homeland Security, correct? Yes, it is. It's one of the many components that make up the Department of Homeland Security. That department was formed after the terrorist attacks of 9-11 back in 2001. 
Congress then put together a new department where it brought agencies together who had various responsibilities, all of which had some uh, responsibility for protecting the homeland. So not only were new agencies formed like the TSA, but it merged other agencies or separated the responsibilities. Examples of that are Immigration and Customs Enforcement. That was uh, formerly parts of the Customs and Border Protection, as well as parts of the Immigration and Naturalization Service. So they brought like uh, duties into single agencies. Mm -hmm. It is a large department. It's one of the largest in the federal government. It has a, a very large responsibility, and uh, TSA is just one of the agencies that's part of that. Now, for clarification for everybody out there, is TSA, are they a law enforcement agency? Are they a enforcement type agency, or are they charged with something different than that? Yeah, that's actually a very good question. There's a lot of misconception about that. So TSA is not a law enforcement agency. We rely on partnerships with airport law enforcement agencies. Every airport is required by law to have a law enforcement agency that it relies on to carry out the local laws to assist TSA with any law enforcement concerns. Now, there's a caveat to that, and that is the Federal Air Marshal Service is part of TSA. Mm -hmm. It's an entity within, and those are are sworn federal law enforcement officers, but you won't see them in the checkpoint doing what many people consider the major responsibility of the TSA, and that is screening passengers, screening their belongings. They have a completely separate mission that they carry out, and so they are law enforcement officers, but they are not what people traditionally consider the, the, the TSA, the most visible part. So the TSA's responsibility is screening passengers. Do they screen cargo as well? Yes, we do. We actually, our, our mission is pretty broad. It's, it's to uh, ensure the, the, the movement and the transportation of goods and people to ensure that there's that free movement that's not only uh, safe but secure. And so we do inspect cargo. We do ha uh, enforce regulations that air carriers need to have in place. We work with airports so they have a security plan in place that meets the needs of their specific airport. Mm -hmm. And of course, every single day, TSA officers screen a minimum of 2.2 million travelers who go through wow. more than 425 airports nationwide. So it's a busy uh, day every day at TSA at airports across the country. If you look in terms of the volumes of passengers who go through airports, the top 20 airports will have more than 50% of the passenger mm -hmm. volumes. But that doesn't mean that we are busy at even some of the smaller mid-side airports. So people are often kind of surprised to learn uh, just how many people are screened by TSA every day. And, of course, the mission that we have is pretty demanding. We have to get it right every single time to make sure that we identify threats, prevent those from getting onto an aircraft, whether it's a person, an item, a piece of cargo. Uh, you name it, we're, we need to keep our guard up all the time. And we're measured by the fact that there aren't any incidents to speak of that are security related. And so uh, every single day we need to remain vigilant. Wow. Really impressive introduction to that. Thank you for that, Lori. And I'm going to take our first commercial sure. break. When we come back, let's jump into uh, how what people need to be doing if they want to travel with their firearms. Okay. Carhartt makes gear to get you through anything. So D&B Supply offers a wide selection to outfit any day, any task, and any weather. Built to stand the test of time and have your back no matter what comes your way, Carhartt clothing keeps you comfortable all day long. And for extra hard jobs, check out Carhartt Force, the line that wicks sweat, fights odors, releases stains, and works as hard as you do. To outlast them all, get decked out in Carhartt at D&B. 
It's time to power up your plans for summer fun by picking up a Honda generator at D&B Supply. Available in a variety of configurations, you know you can rely on a Honda generator for the long haul because it's a Honda. Get staying power for RVing, camping, tailgating, and other off-the-grid fun. Even use it as a convenient, reliable backup for outages at home. Designed to power your adventures in life, grab a Honda generator today at your favorite D&B Supply. Well, Lori, now that we're back, let's kind of jump into what it takes or what people need to be aware of when it comes to flying with firearms. And so I guess my first question for you would be, if a person does want to take a firearm with them while they're flying, what's the procedure? What do they need to do? Yes. So uh, that's great. I'm glad we're talking about this. So there is no restriction on traveling with your firearm from TSA's perspective. And here's the process that people need to follow. Number one, we need you to unload your firearm, to remove that magazine, to remove the ammunition from the magazine. Put your ammunition in its regular uh, the packaging that it, that it came in and set that aside. The next thing you'll want to do is place your firearm in a hard-sided case. Those can be purchased at any type of sporting goods store. Any type of place that sells firearms has those available. They're mm-hmm. relatively inexpensive. They come in all shapes and sizes. But make sure it's a hard-sided case. The next thing you want to do is make sure that case locks. We recommend for a handgun that that case have at least two places where you can put a lock in there. For rifles and other long guns that you may be transporting, that case needs to have at least four spaces for a lock to make sure that no one can pry that case open and get their hand in there. Okay. Once you have your firearm in that hard-sided case, go ahead and put the ammunition in it as well and lock it up. Put it in your suitcase before you leave home. And when you come to the airport, at the ticket counter, you're going to need to check that bag. But please tell the ticket agent that you have a firearm in your check luggage there. What they're going to do is have you sign a declaration that says that, in fact, the firearm is unloaded and packed properly. You'll place that in your suitcase, and then you're going to be on your way to your gate. That bag is going to travel in the belly of the aircraft, and you'll be able to pick it up on the baggage carousel at your destination. Now, there's a couple of reasons we have you put that declaration in your suitcase, and that is when TSA screens the check bags, which it does every piece of check bag, And if it alarms, we want to make sure that that firearm is unloaded and that you've declared that it is, in fact, unloaded. Mm -hmm. And having that declaration in the bag allows that bag to continue without us having to make contact with you, the passenger, potentially delaying you and your bag from making it on the flight. So that's the process. And once again, we do encourage people to check with their airline prior to bringing it to, uh, the firearm to the airport just to make sure there's no additional restrictions or requirements the airline has placed on that uh, transport. And then we also encourage people to look at the local laws where they're flying to to make sure they're in compliance with those laws. Now, does the equipment that the airport you're flying through or checking in at, does that make a difference in how this procedure operates or how this procedure works? Now, some airports will, uh, especially larger airports, will have you just continue on to your gate after you've uh, left your firearm at the the ticket counter. Smaller airports often will ask you to stay at five to ten minutes at the ticket counter while the baggage is screened in case there are any questions. Uh, You will be told exactly what you need to do once you declare that firearm. And so I would just say follow the directions of the ticket agent. 
Uh, one thing that I have noticed uh, in my travels is that when you tell the ticket agent that you are traveling with a firearm, there is no surprise on their face. They are used to seeing this. People travel all the time with firearms. The bag is unmarked, so no one is aware there's a firearm in there. Of mm-hmm. course, you do have it locked for its own security. But do keep in mind, this is not something that they're going to be unfamiliar with. And if for some reason they question it, I would ask for a supervisor immediately and let them know that you followed the rules uh, that TSA has established for the traveling with the firearm, and you should be on your way. Now, uh, since we're talking about hunting season, we're probably talking about mm-hmm. people traveling with rifles and shotguns. So longer guns that aren't going to fit inside of luggage. So when it comes to that, is there any difference in the procedure mm-hmm. or is it just checking your gun case as a separate form of luggage? Yeah, you, you check that rifle case, that long gun case as its own piece of luggage. We do see that a lot during hunting season, especially in certain parts of the country. Mm-hmm. It is essential that you have a number of locks on there to make sure that you uh, that no one can pry open the case. As you know, a lot of times hunters will also travel with knives, other items that they use when they're hunting, and they're often kept right in that same case. So just keep that in mind. But when you come through the airport, just take it right to the ticket counter, and it will be on your way. Our uh, check baggage systems are made for oversized luggage. We're able to either screen those through the system or take them through a separate parallel process to ensure that they're not damaged. So you can keep that in mind. Uh, This is off to a great start. I want to take another break and then we'll get into some more specifics when we come back, both about ammunition and luggage. Okay. Very good. Say you were to ride off into the sunset. Ideally, what kind of boots and clothes would you be wearing? For horseback riders of all styles, nothing beats the look and performance of Ariat. Available at DMB Supply. Everyone from famous rodeo cowboys to country music legends to equestrian Olympians. Turn to Ariat with confidence. You can count on them too. Think of Ariat as your ultimate riding companion for the life and times in the West. When you need to better outfit your ride with Ariat, stop by your favorite DMB Supply. When it comes to legendary performance, only a few chainsaws make the cut. Like the Husqvarna lineup, available at DNB. Years of razor sharp research led to many of Husqvarna's breakthrough technologies, including anti vibration dampeners to reduce the impact on your arms and hands, plus a combined choke and stop control that makes the chainsaw easier to start. When you have your work cut out for you, get her done with a Husqvarna. Pick one up at your favorite DNB supply. Well, Lori, you know, I wanted to I wanted to ask you about luggage itself, and I guess this goes back to if somebody is going to be checking a handgun, and that case mm-hmm. is going to be inside of their luggage. Is there any requirement that their actual luggage for their clothing and things like that need to be hard sided, or can it be a soft sided piece of luggage as well? It can be. There's no restriction uh, from TSA, and I've not have heard of any from the airlines on the type of luggage that you would place that in, hard-sided versus soft-sided. The only thing that I would add regarding the locks is we actually recommend that you not use a TSA-approved lock. We want only you to be able to get into that firearm case. Mm -hmm. As you're aware, not only does TSA do the screening of the bags, but other individuals may have access as well in terms of loading uh, your luggage onto the plane and taking it off. So please use a, a combination lock or a lock where only you have the key. 
if we need to do further inspection, we're going to page you and have you come unlock that lock. We will never do that when it comes to a firearm. And that's just a little tip that people might find helping, uh, very helpful, mm-hmm. but also provide some assurance because we want you to know that we would never get into your gun case. That's something you would do to show us if we needed to do additional screening. And when you say a TSA approved lock, are you talking about a lock that mm-hmm. TSA has a special key for so they can unlock? That's correct. And we do recommend that for people's suitcases in terms of access to their general suitcase. You should use a TSA approved lock when you purchase a, a, a lock. It will have the seal on there that says that. TSA has master sets of those keys if they do need to do an inspection of the bag. And so uh, that's perfect for the outside of the bag. For your firearm, the rules are a little different. Okay. Now, you talked about earlier about the ammunition and packaging that in the original container. If somebody has lost or thrown away that original container for that ammunition, Mm -hmm. is there an alternative to that? Sure, there absolutely is. You could just put it securely in a box or any type of container which is uh, intended to hold ammunition. What we're trying to avoid is having that ammunition roll around loosely, uh, potentially against each other. Mm -hmm. And because it is a type of uh, explosive in a kind of odd way, uh, we don't want to have any type of incident. And that's why we recommend the original packaging. If Mm -hmm. you don't have that, make sure it's securely packaged so it does not roll around and potentially create an incident. Now, I think the last time that I flew with the firearms, probably about a year and a half, maybe two years ago, but at that point in time, and I was going through the Boise airport here locally for me, when I checked in, the TSA swabbed uh, the inside of uh, like where the gun case was mm-hmm. and then ran it through like an explosives detection machine. I, I had asked what it was. Is there any chance if they do that test and you've been shooting recently that that machine might pick something up because of the, the gunpowder or if your gun is dirty or something like that? Right. So there is a procedure in place for a little additional screening if you if you have a firearm. Uh, we know that explosives are the greatest threat to aviation, and so we do do a lot of explosive trace detection as part of our procedures. I can't talk specifically about what those are, but I can tell you that if you have been out shooting recently, you've been out at the range, not to worry about that. Uh, we know that gun owners, people who use firearms regularly, that's what they do. That's what they enjoy doing. And so we're not here to stop that in any way. But we have procedures in place just to make sure that there's no threat. Once again, we're just looking to make sure that the the firearm is packaged properly and there's Mm -hmm. no additional threat. Well, another question I thought of as as I was kind of going through this is that, you know, as you go from state to state, uh, there are differing laws on firearms. For example, where I live in Idaho, there are some guns that are considered legal. But if you go to a state, say, like California, they might be considered illegal. How has how this impacted if you're flying with a firearm, it's checked in your luggage, and you have a layover in a state where the, the firearm that you're bringing with you is technically illegal there? Yeah, well, you know, that is really outside of TSA's jurisdiction. We are here to make sure that you're traveling legally with your firearm on a commercial aircraft. However, I always advise passengers to check the firearm laws and regulations at their destination to ensure they're in compliance. That would become a law enforcement matter if they were to have that firearm in that state and they were to uh, have an incident of any type come up. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that would be on the passenger and, and related to those local laws. TSA is not going to restrict somebody from traveling with their firearm based on local laws. Awesome. Well, let's take another break, and when we come back, let's uh, let's make sure everybody knows that it is a bad idea to forget your firearm in your 
in your bags when you're going through the checkpoint. Mm-hmm. All right. You wear jeans, but you live in Levi's. At D&B Supply, we've got a pair to fit you just right. Iconic and hardworking, Levi's are legendary. Worn by cowboys, rock stars, and everyday people, we carry different washes, styles, and sizes for both men and women. These jeans are ready for anything your day brings, from working outside to a night on the town. The denim legacy lives on every time you put them on. So pick up some Levi's at D&B. Are you ready for a steal? Then stop by D&B to pick up steel power tools. German engineered, these power players offer quality that never quits. Like the steel MS-271 Farm Boss Chainsaw, available for just $429.95 with a 20-inch bar and chain. Show your project list who's boss and leave it in your sawdust. With legendary chainsaws, dependable trimmers, forceful blowers, and epic tools of the trade, steel powers through anything. Grab a steal at your favorite D&B supply. All right, Lori. Well, you know, uh, a worst case scenario for a person, I think, or something that'll send shivers down somebody's spine is if for some reason they forgot a firearm in a carry-on piece of luggage and they actually go through the checkpoint and it's discovered, what actually happens when that occurs? Well, that's a great question, and unfortunately, it happens every single day, and it happens multiple times per day at airports across the country. We see, on average, about uh, 10 to 12 firearms per day, some days more, unfortunately, at security checkpoints across the country. Here's the process. So if someone places their carry-on luggage uh, on the uh, belt and it goes to the x-ray, our officers are trained to look for the image of a firearm on the x-ray screen. As Mm -hmm. soon as they see that image of the firearm, they cease all screening of a passenger's personal property. That means not only for the person who brought the firearm to the checkpoint, but everybody standing behind them. So that can become a very frustrating experience for people because they don't understand why the screening has stopped. Mm -hmm. Once the screening is stopped, then we notify airport law enforcement. In some airports, uh, law enforcement is stationed right in the security checkpoint. At other airports, they're required to respond within a defined period of time. At that point, that matter becomes a law enforcement issue. The law enforcement officer will make contact with the individual whose bag that is, will remove the firearm from the x-ray tunnel, and will remove the passenger and the firearm from the security checkpoint. That can take anywhere from a few minutes to several minutes, depending upon the circumstance and what else is going on. Law enforcement generally will interview the passenger, find the circumstance uh, as to why the firearm was in their carry-on luggage, and it's up to local law enforcement's discretion as to whether that passenger will be cited on a state or local charge. Oftentimes, passengers are allowed to continue to their flight, or if they've missed their flight, they're allowed to rebook, and then the penalty works its way through the system, if you will. Now, Another thing that also is happening in parallel is TSA keeps track of these incidents. Mm -hmm. And we look at all the facts surrounding it, looking at everything from the police report to the interview to other information that we can gather. And we can levy a civil penalty against that traveler. The recommended civil penalty for bringing a firearm to the security checkpoint starts at $4,000. It can go up to more than $13,000. And the types of factors that we consider are things like, was the firearm loaded? Was there accessible ammunition? 
Have there been a repeated history of violations for this type of activity? Mm -hmm. And once we look at all of that, then we will assess that civil penalty. The process for that is the traveler can then reach out to TSA and try to mitigate that, try to reduce the amount to provide additional information. And over time, a final penalty will be assessed. I always tell people that if you bring a firearm to the security checkpoint, it's not only inconvenient, but it can be very expensive. And that's something to keep in mind. The other thing I like to remind people about is that, you know, to be a responsible gun owner, the number one rule is know where your firearm is at all times. Right. And bringing it in the bottom of your carry-on bag, especially loaded, and the vast majority, more than 85% of firearms TSA detects in the security checkpoint are loaded. Many of those have a round in the chamber. So people are just throwing their gun in the bottom of their bag. They're used to carrying it, but they need to pay attention. They need to know they're going to be held responsible for the contents of their luggage. And they need to know that it doesn't belong in the security checkpoint. Wow, that is really interesting. So on that civil penalty, that range. uh, So, Mm -hmm. by the way, the minimum fine is enough to convince anybody. But um, that is quite a range. And so it's, it's all those factors that, that you're looking into in the investigation that determines where that fine will ultimately be set? Yeah, so they're looking at all of those factors. They're looking at a variety of information that they can gather. Once again, we'll look to see if there's a repeated history. If someone has done this more than once, that fine amount is going to be near the top level. Mm-hmm the 13,000. If there was ammunition, if there's a a round in the chamber, all of those will increase the fine amount. And so we'll look at that. You know, we're using this as a deterrent for people not to bring a firearm. And we know that as people hear about this or know someone who may have brought a firearm, hopefully that'll be enough to prevent them from doing that. Now, we also have penalties that aren't monetary that are uh, near and dear to people's hearts. And that is if they have enrolled as a trusted traveler eligible for TSA pre-check mm-hmm. and they bring a firearm to the checkpoint, they will lose their trusted traveler status. They will no longer be eligible for TSA pre-check. And for anyone who has been through the pre-check lane or signed up for that, that is valuable to them because it's a time saver. It's more convenient. It certainly streamlines the experience. And you're going to find yourself standing in the general screening lane because we are going to take an extra look at you (laughs) the next time you come through. So keep that in mind. Not every penalty is monetary. Well, uh, so when you say it's a civil offense, that means that Mm -hmm. it's outside of the criminal aspect. Is Is that what that means? Correct. That's right. It's an administrative penalty. It's not a public process, whereas a, a, a criminal action would be. And it's a, it's just a TSA has the ability and has been granted the authority to levy civil penalties okay. against travelers for this type of activity. Also for other types of certain prohibited items. For example, if you have something that may be illegal in a certain area, in a, in a jurisdiction, uh, a civil penalty might be levied, levied against you. Uh, the range is quite broad depending upon the item, uh, the access to it. Mm-hmm. But that's something to keep in mind. That is the penalty for bringing these items to the security checkpoint. Okay. But the biggie really is firearms. All right. One last break. And when we come back, let's talk about, you know, what people go through <laughs> when they realize they've done this. Mm-hmm. 
Anyone who spends time around horses will tell you, no two are alike. Neutrina understands that horses often have unique nutritional needs as well. That's why D&B Supply carries Neutrina's line of Safe Choice horse feeds. With controlled starch levels, each product in the Safe Choice line is tailored to a specific life stage or special need, so your horses get the precise nutrition they require when they need it most. Neutrina Safe Choice horse feeds, available at your favorite D&B Supply. Things are really heating up around here at DMB. You'll see why when you check out our wide selection of high-performance stoves from Harman, Quadrifier, and Heatilator EcoChoice. These classic pellet and wood-burning stoves light up your hearth and home. They give you even heat and easy maintenance with craftsmanship that stands the test of time and really stands out. So swing on by DMB Supply and see how Harman, Quadrifier, and Heatilator EcoChoice stoves can warm up your home. Well, Lori, when we were going out to break, I didn't really know how to phrase that, but I'm, I'm trying to think of, I, you know, all the people, the 12 people across the country per day that are going through checkpoints with firearms. Are most of these people just, they were just absent-minded? They just forgot? They just made a mistake? Or are there people doing this on purpose? Well, that's a very good question. So uh, some days, interestingly enough, we'll, we'll find that two passengers or three passengers in a single day have come through the airport security checkpoint, all with firearms. And that would suggest, oh, gosh, there might be some type of, uh, you know, coordinated event. But when we look at the circumstances of each of those incidents, they're, they're completely unrelated. And so it's just coincidence and an unfortunate coincidence. So I never speculate as to why someone would bring a firearm, but I can tell you that without even thinking about why they do or do not do this, it doesn't change the fact that it's not allowed. Right. Firearms are not allowed in the cabin of the aircraft. They never have been allowed. And the further we get from 9-11, the more people are bringing this. Now, it could be a reflection of gun ownership in the United States, the fact that many people do choose to carry a firearm. Mm-hmm. That is all fine. But we just need them to be aware of when they bring it to the security checkpoint. I don't want to diminish the uh, seriousness of this offense. We know that if a firearm was to enter into the sterile area of an airport, uh, that would be egregious. And mm-hmm. we don't want to see it. And we need passengers to take responsibility for that every single one, every single day. Well, I, I completely agree. And, and it, is, it is the gun owner's responsibility to carry it appropriately mm-hmm. and be safe. No question. Absolutely. And, you know, our officers are trained to look for this. They're tested every single day to keep their skills sharp. Mm -hmm. And they're very good at finding these and other prohibited items. You know, in a perfect world, people wouldn't bring these to the checkpoint, right? We wouldn't need to have all of the procedures and processes in place, but they are there. And we're going to make sure that we can uh, keep people secure. I mean, if you think about yourself on a plane or people you care about on a plane, uh, you're going to want these these steps to be in place. And that's why they're there. Okay. Now, when it it came to the civil offense for bringing a firearm through the checkpoint, Mm -hmm. you were able to kind of give us a range of fines. One of the things that I always worry about if I'm, say, taking a backpack on with me that I've used somewhere else is if I just miss mm-hmm. something, something small, like one round of ammunition or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, is that What happens if, if there's a slip up like that? 
Very good. So if you were to, as you described, uh, have a round or two of ammunition in the bottom of your bag, our officers are looking for that. As you know, people put a lot of stuff in their bags. There's a lot of clutter. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if they see that item, they will still notify law enforcement. In many cases, it will be written up. You may receive a fine of some sort, but it would be minor just because that is minor. However, it doesn't negate the fact that you should not be bringing that at all. Right. And here's my tip to prevent that from happening. Uh, many people do use their bags for other types of trips. And during hunting season, that is especially the case. And that's why when you're planning your air travel, you need to take this one step, which is to unpack your bag completely before you pack it. The rules are different. The kinds of things that you can bring to the checkpoint are different. So save yourself the inconvenience of having someone look in your bag, look through your things uh, to see what you may or may not have, Mm -hmm. and just don't bring it at all. By unpacking that bag completely, you're going to prevent bringing any prohibited items. Because let me tell you what is one of the most disappointing things for us is let's say you had a a knife that that your grandfather gave you or you have an item that was given to you, a gift that has sentimental value, and you put that in the bottom of the bag and you bring it to the checkpoint and you're running a little behind. Our officer sees the image of the knife on the x-ray. They do a bag check. They discover that. They offer you a couple of choices. You don't have time to go back and check your bag. Next thing you know, you're leaving that item behind. That's sad for us because we don't want you to leave your items behind. Those aren't something that we get to keep personally, but it has a a value to you beyond just monetary value. And that's another reason we ask people to know the contents of your bag. We're not going to be able to let you take that into the cabin of the aircraft. We're not allowed to bend the rules to pick Mm -hmm. and choose when we enforce them. And I'm sure you've had this happen. I've had it happen to me where you just kick yourself. I wish I would have checked. And by unpacking that bag, these types of things will not happen to you or take the step to just check the bag altogether and you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, I would add unpack that bag, then turn it over and shake it (laughs) just to be doubly (laughs) secure. Well, I will tell you, we hear people say, boy, thanks for finding that. I've been missing that for quite some time. And we're like, yeah, we're good at finding those those lost items. But that's a good way to put it. Shake it and make sure everything comes out. Well, Lori, thank you so much for this today. You know, we want everybody to have the absolute best hunting season and best experience traveling around the country and as they can. And uh, you're right, this is, is can go from inconvenience to really kind of harming a trip. So we want to make sure everybody knows the rules and takes that extra step to be safe for their, their own sake and everybody else's. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad to talk about it because uh, I know it's sport for many people and it's something they really enjoy and we want to see them continue to be able to do that. All right. Well, thank you again, and thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you all for joining us today, and here is to you and your pursuit of the country lifestyle, however you define it. For the D&B Show, I'm Matt Breckwald.